Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack. Today, in remembrance of the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, Andrew is joined by abortion survivor Melissa Oden and pro-life activist Kristen Hawkins. Those who advocate for abortion feel the momentum we have. The minute you take a stand, you are so blessed by it. This is one of the main issues of our lifetime. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today is the last day of our special week of uh, programs that I've been doing on the anniversary of Roe versus Wade. And we've had Melissa Oden with us the first two days of this week, and then we had Kristen Hawkins. I tell you, it has been a powerful week. And today, I've got the two of them <laughs> together. And so, uh, as you've heard, if you've watched these programs, if you've missed any of these, please go back to our website, uh, awmi.net, and you can watch all of these programs. They're listed there. But Melissa survived an abortion. She was actually aborted, but survived. And uh, it was just a great testimony. Kristen has the Students for Life organization, and uh, we've already been interviewing her this week, and God is using her in a special way. And you guys are friends. Mm -hmm. You are both together in this fight for life. How did you meet, and, <laughs> and how did your paths cross? Do you I you may not remember I this. I don't remember where we met. Uh, that's, not, that's not good, because that means you have no, a story. No, no, no. Well, it's not a bad story. <laughs> no, but I think the first time I met you, I was still speaking. I was speaking with Feminists for Life. Okay. Uh, because we're both feminists who are pro-life. I mean, that pro-woman. <laughs> right? Now, People are like, boy, wait I, a minute. Wait, we've got to stop and pause right here. <laughs> How could you be a feminist and be pro-life. You said something about that. How could you not be, right? I mean... Well, the, the word feminist to me right. is liberal, ungodly, right. against every moral standard. I actually I gave a speech on college campuses, lies feminists tell. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not those feminists. We, right. We're more, we would be in line with our, our first feminist foremothers who saw... Susan B. Anthony, yeah. Alice Paul. Yes. Uh -huh. Who saw abortion for what it is. And so the first time I think I ever met you, I was speaking with Feminists for Life at a Students for Life conference in D.C. And I was pregnant with our oldest daughter. So that was like, so that was like early 2008. Okay. Wow. How yeah. quickly time flies. And I was pregnant with my oldest son in 2008 too. So, <laughs> yeah. And now so, we run into each other all the time right. at different events. So what I'd like to do today is to give some hope maybe to the people that are viewing, because I would say the majority of the people who watch my program are pro-life and they're very displeased with the way things are going. And like, for instance, the states that have been actually promoting, uh, you know, born alive abortions and stuff like this. Uh, put all of this into perspective. Where are we in this fight for life? What's happening? Well, I think it's what we've been seeing on college campuses in the past four years is pretty indicative of what's happening nationally. That those who advocate for abortion feel the momentum we have. Mm -hmm. They agree with us that Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton, the two decisions that legalize abortion, are going to be history very soon, and they're threatened, and they're very mm -hmm. scared. You know, just a few years ago, for you to say that, people would have thought you are dreaming. And, yet and they that, did. <laughs> and that's becoming a reality. I mean, even the abortionists are seeing the handwriting on the wall, and they know that their time's limited. 
That's exactly right. And so, you know, I think what we're seeing in, in the states with the legislation, we've got so many wonderful pieces of pro-life legislation, pro-life laws, and Melissa's been involved in that in so many states being passed. But we also have states like Illinois and New York and California. They're going the opposite direction. And I think it really is a reaction to what they see is coming down the pipeline. They know that Roe versus Wade is going to be reversed. The decision of abortion is going to go back to the states. And so they want to make sure their states are as abortion-friendly as possible. These now, are see, that is really encouraging to those who are pro-life because right. these things that look like, how could people do this? How could you think this way? It's actually a panic reaction right. because they realize that they have lost the momentum. That's exactly right. And, and you deal with yep. students a lot. Mm -hmm. And so what is the uh, uh, mindset among students? Aren't they becoming more pro-life? I mean, the young generation, what's happening? They absolutely are. I mean, they've they grew up seeing their brothers and sisters via ultrasound. So the 1970s talking points of it's nothing but a blob of tissue, having abortions like having a tooth removed. They know that that's, doesn't add up. The challenge we have is the other side is very vocal and they use a lot of very scary rhetoric of women's rights are under attack, stand up, fight back. That's been screamed at me for hours on end in front of the Supreme Court. Melissa's heard it, right? And so there's a scary rhetoric out there of, wait a minute, if I if I say I'm pro-life, does that mean I'm anti-woman? And, and, and so there's a lot of confusion on the campuses of where do they actually stand when it comes to abortion? Because they all know in their heart of hearts, they get that instinctive gut feeling that abortion is icky, that it's wrong, but then they don't know how to express it. And that's why we have to be there on the campuses. But really, Andrew, the... I mean, the violence, the violent rhetoric, it's all skyrocketed. And, and to be honest with you, it's really increased since President Trump was elected mm -hmm. president. The, the year after President Trump was sworn into office, we had the most lawsuits we've ever had to file in one year against administrations for suppressing pro-life free speech. The violent rhetoric, every year our displays are getting vandalized. We actually had uh, a gentleman this fall who was arrested for attempting to set off a homemade bomb at one of our events. Ironically, the event was a training called Embracing Controversy, and he tried to set off a, a homemade bomb, and he actually got charged with a terroristic activity. So, Melissa, you testify in front of Congress. You've been in front of a lot of these political things. Uh, give us the response of people. I know that there's persecution, and I know that there's people that hate you and probably say terrible things about you, but are people responding? Are you getting better reception than you used to? What's happening? Yeah, that's a mixed bag, I guess you could. <laughs> say, I mean, to, to kind of echo the points that Krista was making, I was speaking at a college campus uh, recently in California. It was a, a fundraiser for a pregnancy center, but it, it was being held on their, the campus of their local university. And guess who showed up to protest? Mm -hmm. Students. And they weren't protesting me. They were protesting the pregnancy center saying that they are fake, they don't meet the needs of women, they were screaming obscenities at the uh, legislators who came through. And of course, I'm standing at the window watching them and I so badly wanted to say to them, come on in, take a seat, listen to what we have to say, join us, right? You're all about wanting to help women, well, guess what? Mm. We're helping women over here. You standing over there right now yelling obscenities, not really helping so much. Uh, but that's what you see played out in various states and even at the national level. You know, there have been times where I've had legislators get up and leave the room 
when I'm getting ready to testify. Uh, you know, by and large, they're respectful, but yet they keep saying the same things over and over again, right? The same things that we've been hearing now for 47 years. Well, it's a woman's choice. It's her right. I'm sorry that that happened to you, but you, what happened to you is very rare. And it's not. Could you all address this also that they keep saying, but, you know, we've got women's rights and women are going to be without the needed services. I've heard statistics on how many pregnancy centers there are versus Planned Parenthood and what percentage of their services are actually things beyond abortion. Address all this stuff. Sure. I mean, this is something we go on college campuses and we win handily when we just lay out the facts to students. Even students who disagree with us about abortion, we can get them in a few seconds to agree that Planned Parenthood isn't in any woman's best option. Because we know like, there's fewer than 600 Planned Parenthoods. There's fewer than 600 abortion facilities, Planned Parenthood independent abortion facilities across the country. There's more than 2,600 pregnancy, pro-life pregnancy resource centers. Provide all of yes. the positive services That's right. minus and we'll do abortion. Anything, free. Yes. anything that she needs. I mean, listen, so this I whole thing about centers. a woman who's going to be without birth control and without all of these kind of things, it is an absolute lie. That, that is true. And if you look at the federally qualified health centers, so we call them FQHCs in government speak, there's more than 8,000 federally qualified health centers. These are centers that are not pro-life pregnancy centers. These are taxpayer-funded 501c3 community health clinics. They do everything Planned Parenthood provides, plus way more except abortions. And there's 8,000 of them. If every Planned Parenthood which shut down tomorrow, which is something I'm praying for constantly. Amen. Each fairly qualified health center would only have to see two more patients a week to make up for the women who were going to Planned Parenthood and no longer could. That's awesome. That's awesome. So this whole thing about, you know, we're fighting for women's rights and we don't want to take away all these benefits. All they are taking away if they were to close Planned Parenthood is abortion. Is abortion. That's all they're about. Abortion no matter what. And they've made that clear this last year. I mean, you know, if people aren't following the news, what they would find is that Planned Parenthood has shown their cards, I would say, in the last year to make it clear this is not something that they wanted to just have be safe, you know, legal and rare. They just simply want it to be legal. That's right. Yeah, I mean, they've actually stopped using that term. And yeah. Some of the um, undercover work our students have done has gone to Planned Parenthood messaging clinics on campuses. And that's one of the things they say, is stop saying safe, legal, rare. They, they don't even want to say that because by saying abortion should be rare, they're kind of admitting that there's something wrong with abortion, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's right. They can't even admit that. And so... Not I think it's both crazy. of you know Abby Johnson, don't That's you? Right. And we've had her on our Truth and Liberty broadcast and stuff. Uh, how has her story unplanned? Has this made an impact? Is it making things easier or what's happening? Have you seen a difference? Well, I definitely think her movie, you know, it was out in theaters. It made such a buzz. People thought it was going to be a flop. They, I think they earned over $15 million just in the United States, and they're trying to get in other states. What we've been able to do with Students for Life, my, my challenge has been how do you get pro-choice people to see the movie? Because a lot of times pro-choice people, they're not going to pay $9 to go to the movie to have their minds change about abortion. They just don't want to think about abortion. And so we spent about $30,000 in getting pro-life young people. We bought them free tickets if they brought a pro-choice family member or friend. And so we have 
amazing stories just from those oh, students awesome. who dragged somebody to the you know movie with them. But now we've got it on campuses. We've been working with God TV and they have the rights to it. And so they've given us the right to show Unplanned on campuses. And that's been, it's been interesting, the debate, just trying to put up the flyers about the movie, inviting students to come you know, watch a movie and bribing them with popcorn and burritos and pizza and whatever we can think about. Um, I mean, they're, I mean, they're taking down, I just saw a picture the other day of one of our students' groups who got so sick of everyone taking down their flyers. They're using duct tape and they're duct taping the entire flyer. So like, you really have to like get under there with a tool to get their flyer up because they don't want the message to come out because that's yeah, we, how powerful it is. We got 300 of my employees and rented a number of theaters that's and showed awesome. the thing and had all of them coming with the young ones even though they were pro-life it really impacted them to see because sometimes you know let me have you guys address this christians they may say that they're pro-life but they will not get involved they won't take a stand both of you are out there on the front lines you're being criticized you're spending a lot of your time and effort away from your family and you're very involved what do you say to christians who say that this you know isn't a big issue to them how do you deal with this? To be honest with you, this is the biggest thing I struggle with in the pro-life movement. Mm -hmm. My challenge isn't the protesters who come out, the death threats, the nasty comments I get online. Death threats. Yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> what bothers me are the pro-life Christians or the Christians who should know better, who refuse to take action. The and they Christian schools I visit at that... They may vote for somebody who's pro-life, but they won't stand. They wouldn't stand up for their friends. They wouldn't say, how, how, do you, how do you feel about people that would let somebody like you? Well, we know how the Lord feels about lukewarm people, right? <laughs> Spew them out of their mouth. And, and I understand that it's a scary thought, right? To step out of your comfort zone, to, to not be quiet and private. But I can honestly tell you, and I'm sure Kristen would agree with this, the moment you step out and you take a bold stand, no matter where it is, it doesn't mean you're going to be in D.C. or on a college campus, but wherever that little place is that, that God puts you, the minute you take a stand, you are so blessed by it. And there is so much peace and strength that I experience every single time I do that next big thing this courage comes, this peace comes, you, you're given more knowledge. Um, people simply need to allow themselves to be educated and, and step out even one time and they will find that it is, it's life changing. Yeah, it, is. it really is. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think anybody likes conflict and Christians especially are sometimes told that any type of contention and stuff, we just avoid it and we're supposed to all Get along. Kumbaya. Well, I've got word for you. The next year is not going to be easy if you're a person who <laughs> right. who runs from conflict because the next year is going to be extremely difficult for Christians. You know, Trump said he was going to drain the swamp, and I don't think the swamp has been drained, but I think that the water level is so low that all of the critters have been exposed. <laughs> and I mean, the conflict has ratcheted up, and some people, when they see this, they just immediately want to withdraw and go back to the way it is. But this is an opportunity for us mm -hmm. to make our stand. And uh, I, I just need you all to address, we've probably got a lot of Christians who love God. They personally may not have an abortion, but they are going to stand up and fight for this. Mm -hmm. I need you to address this as somebody who survived abortion, somebody who is doing all of this with the students. Uh, how, do you, how do you deal with this apathy? How do you get people motivated? If it's not you 
then who's it going to be? You cannot leave this for anyone else. And yes, Kristen had a, had a set of experience that put her in this position that she knew this is what she was called to do. And my experience is very unique and that has called me. However, nobody can leave it up to anybody else. And I think that's what we have to embrace is every single day knowing that every single one of us is called to do something no matter what it is. There is nothing too big. There is nothing too small. And you're right. We have to embrace that conflict. Conflict is not bad in and of itself. You know, we can't allow evil to run rampant. Change only happens at the point of conflict, actually. So you actually need conflict to have... What fellowship hath Christ with Belial or he that believes with an infidel? You can't get along with everybody. There are some people you need to be in opposition to. Absolutely. You know, I had a friend in Phoenix, Arizona who started work in a pregnancy center and he was giving me testimonies about the great things that were happening. And at the same time, I had other friends in Colorado Springs that were uh, picketing pregnant uh, abortion clinics. And I didn't want to pick it. And yet I felt like, man, I need to do something. And so I came back and I was going to start a pregnancy center. We actually started three pregnancy centers. We've seen the abortion rate in El Paso County go to one third of what it was. The whole state of Colorado is one half of what it was. And so anyway, I got involved, but I just felt like God told me that if you don't do something, that their blood is on your hands. That's right. That's right. And I know that there's people that this is not comfortable for them, but I really believe it's true. This is one of the main issues of our lifetime. And, you know, I believe that Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned. And in the future, our children, grandchildren, who will look back and say, what did you do during this time that 60 million children were being aborted? Did you stand up? Did you take a stand? And I think it's going to be like people back during slavery when they embraced slavery and wouldn't stand up against it. Where were the Christians during all that? And I think that's what one of the best things I love about the pro-life movement is that there's a place for everybody in the pro-life movement. I like controversy. So I like to go out there with a bullhorn. I love it when protesters come out to my speech because that means I can potentially convert them, right? But other people, that is not their cup of tea and that's, that's okay. That's not I am. And yet yeah. I get into a lot of controversy. <laughs> and, and, but everyone is different. And that's what's so great about the pro-life movement is there, there is a place for you and your specific spiritual gifts that you've been given, the skills that you've been developing. You know, if you know the truth, you've been called to be a part of this movement. And you've got to find the place where you can serve in this movement, whether it's, you know, being on the front lines and praying in front of an abortion facility or working at a pregnancy resource center. Or maybe if you don't even feel comfortable doing that, just doing the lawn maintenance, being the person saying, I'll paint the building. There's a place for everybody within the pro-life movement once you understand the truth and you know you've been called to be an active part in it. Well, we've said this in passing, but I'd like it. We've got about four and a half minutes left. Uh, in passing, we've commented that we think Roe versus Wade will be overturned in Absolutely. our lifetime. And I just signed a petition that they're believing 500,000 people, a petition to the Supreme Court well, to well, literally crack. overturn Roe versus Wade. I mean, these things, before Trump came into office, I don't think anybody would have even thought that this could happen. So what is your take? You guys are involved in this much more than I am. Do you think we will see an end to Roe versus Wade? How close is it? What's what's happened? I used to say that that I believed and hoped that abortion would end maybe in my children's lifetime. 
but my tears right now come from knowing it's going to end in mine. I do truly believe that. I have felt it so much in the last year. I have so much hope. I have so much hope in this administration and what they've been able to accomplish. Um, God uses people that we would never expect, right? I mean, we know this from biblical times, right? The most unsuspecting people bring about so much change and good. And so um, we will continue to see that. And so we're going to see the challenges mount to Roe versus Wade. We're going to see some Supreme Court decisions coming about. We're going to see it kicked back to the states. And, you know, that's, again, as Kristen's talking about, this is where all of us come in because yeah, that's when, phase two. when it comes back to the states, then we have to be doing yeah. something. And so just explain that it may not be the actual overturning of Roe versus Wade, but they will kick the decision back to exactly. the states, which will uh, banish it in many of the states. Yeah, what we're fighting for in the pro-life movement isn't the, uh, we don't have our celebration party the day Roe is overturned. In fact, that is the day when all the real work begins. That's what we've been building for at Students for Life because Roe and Doe, the, that, those companion cases, if they're kicked back to the states, it's going to be how it was pre-1973, where states like Colorado, California, New York had legalized abortion. Majority did not. And so we're going to have to work then state by state to make abortion illegal and then also unthinkable. And so it's, it's a twofold goal for us in the pro-life movement. So reversing Roe, and th this is why 2020 is going to be so important, because I believe and most of us believe we're about one vote away or possibly two votes away from having enough justices in the Supreme Court who will be courageous enough to kick the decision back to the states. I actually believe we have a pro-life majority, but I don't think they have the courage yet. I think mm -hmm. they need to hit and one Ginsburg is in failing health in what, 88, I think. And, and if Trump is reelected, there is a very good possibility that we will have another conservative Absolutely. or maybe two. And this is why 2020 is so important. Absolutely. It's so important. That's why Planned Parenthood and NARAL, they're going to do everything they possibly can to prevent President Trump from being reelected because it's going to be all about the Supreme Court. And they fought for, what, two and a half years on this Russian collusion thing and were shown to be just absolutely <laughs> making a big deal of nothing now. They're trying the impeachment and on and on the process goes. You know, I don't think Trump is any Christian's idea of the ideal president, but God has used him and it's really wisdom on his part because if a Christian would have, I mean, an outspoken Christian and a, and a very nice personable person had been passing these le legislations, they would have been screaming, you know, uh, separation of church and state. You're cramming religion down our throat, but nobody's accusing Trump <laughs> of being religious. And it, it, it's... God uses all of us. I mean, Kanye West has brought right. thousands of people to Christianity <laughs> since releasing his Jesus is King album. I mean, there was a New York Times, it was a billboard ad for all it said was Jesus is King. I mean, Kanye West. I mean, I've never even listened to rap and I had to download my first rap album. I mean, I was like, please, I don't want to listen to any of the other songs he's ever done before this gospel album. So God uses all of us. And Amen. so that's why I think he, he's working in President Trump's life and there's something big happening. But this is why 2020 is going to be crucial. Well, thank you, ladies, for being with us this week. And thank you very much for everything you're doing. I just can't appreciate it enough. And you're a big part. God is using you to save the lives of untold millions of people.
SO IT'S AWESOME. AND LET ME JUST ADVERTISE ONCE AGAIN, OUR ANNOUNCER WILL GIVE YOU MORE INFORMATION, BUT THIS LITTLE USB THAT'S IN HERE HAS ALL OF THE INTERVIEWS WE'VE DONE THIS WEEK, THE INTERVIEWS THAT WE'VE DONE OVER THE LAST FEW YEARS, AN INTERVIEW WITH PEOPLE. Uh, THIS IS JUST POWERFUL. OUR ANNOUNCER WILL GIVE YOU ALL OF THE INFORMATION, AND YOU WILL ALSO GET THIS LITTLE FACT BOOK, OBSERVING ALL THINGS. IT HAS A LOT OF STATS ABOUT ABORTION AND REASONS PEOPLE GET ABORTION, HEALTH ISSUES, ALL KINDS OF THINGS. SO LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER. THANK YOU FOR BEING WITH US, AND GOD BLESS YOU LADIES FOR EVERYTHING YOU'RE DOING. IN A LANDMARK RULING, THE SUPREME COURT TODAY LEGALIZED ABORTIONS. THE MAJORITY IN CASES FROM TEXAS AND GEORGIA SAID THAT THE DECISION TO END A PREGNANCY DURING THE FIRST THREE MONTHS BELONGS TO THE WOMAN AND HER DOCTOR, NOT THE GOVERNMENT. CHILDREN ARE heritage FROM THE LORD. HE KNIT ME TOGETHER IN MY MOTHER'S WOMB. BEFORE HE FORMED ME, HE KNIT ME. BEFORE I WAS BORN, HE SANCTIFIED ME. WE HOLD THESE TRUTHS TO BE SELF-EVIDENT THAT ALL MEN People that they are endowed back with the something unalienable rights that a man needs life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Remember, it's my choice, it's our choice, it's a baby choice, it's God's choice, not yours. Choose life. Amen. That's the baby. Wow. So that's really all going on right now. Yeah. It, it looks like an actual baby. Uh-huh. Today's interview is available on a special Choose Life USB flash drive. Also included on this flash drive, you'll find several more interviews and testimonies relating to abortion. This Choose Life USB flash drive will be accompanied by the Observing All Things booklet that contains many statistics and scriptures with regard to abortion and other social issues. You can get these valuable resources today for a gift of any amount. Also, Andrew would like to offer you the Observing All Things booklet absolutely free. Go to awmi.net to receive this free offer today. This special offer is limited to one free booklet per household. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. When you partner with Andrew Womack Ministries, you're not only changing the world through Gospel Truth Television and Caris Bible College, a portion of your gifts go into over 40 other ministries. Ministries like Choices, a pregnancy center that has teamed up with our Caris students to help countless mothers make the right decision. When a young woman comes to us thinking she might be pregnant, we offer free, all of our services are free and confidential, pregnancy tests, ultrasound. We have two nurses on staff, but the goal is to allow the Holy Spirit to lead. And when a young woman is in crisis, we know abortion is a choice that's often made out of fear. She would never willingly choose that, but she feels she has no option but that. And so we give her a safe place to come, talk through her strengths, her resources. Teller County averages about 120 births per year. 
And last year alone, we had 92 young moms and dads in our parenting program. So Andrew Womack Ministries has just been uh, foundational as a monthly donor for nearly 30 years, but then also when we purchased each of these buildings and expanded one of our buildings, Andrew Womack Ministries helped us in that capital campaign tremendously. So we're very grateful for all the support through the years. You know, becoming a partner with Andrew Womack Ministries helps us to help these organizations lack choices. You know, our nation today is killing babies at an unprecedented rate, and this is a positive way of countering that, not just protesting, complaining. It's not cursing the darkness. It's turning on a light. So join with us and become a Grace Partner today.